Hola, brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to the Delis Me to Give Devotional Podcast. My name is Victoria Iak, and I am your host for this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today, and without further ado, let us start with prayer. Father, like Adam, I take King of Kings and Lord of Lords, we thank you for this opportunity to start your word right now. May your Holy Spirit direct this whole session, that as we listen to your word, we may understand it, put it in practice, and give glory to your name. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. of today's teaching is for those who mourn for those who mourn and we are going to read Matthew chapter 5 verse 4 first Corinthians chapter 15 verse 51 up to verse 57 and first Thessalonians chapter 4 from verse 13 to verse 18 we are reading from the New King James Version so let us start with Matthew chapter 5 verse 4 blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, from verse 51 to verse 57. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed, for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mother must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mother has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Next, we are going to read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, from verse 13 to verse 18. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So today we are going to talk about three things. The first is how and why the world mourns. The second thing is why Christians should not mourn like the world mourns. And the last thing is how and why Christians should mourn. So... We will start with the first one, how and why the world mourns. So here the word in the Strong's Concordance, giving us the word in the original Greek text, is about uh, mourning here. It's about mourning. 
The word is penteo. It is about lamenting or mourning. It can be up, and it is generally applied to grieving over a personal hope or grieving over death. You know, but grieving, like you're grieving over something, for example, a relationship that a relationship that died, a person who died. It can be figuratively, or it can be like about a person, you know. So it is what we're talking about here: mourning, and it's generally about like someone who died. And here we want to tell to talk about how and why the world mourns. Generally, like depending on religions in the world, or even people who do not have any religion, they do not basically know where someone goes once the person has died, and some believe that is the end, while others believe. Anyway, in different religions, they have different beliefs, but generally in the world, when someone dies, the people are sad. They are hurt. They feel desperate. They feel lonely. They feel broken. They lament. But us as Christians, it should be different for us. Which brings us to why Christians should not mourn like the world mourns. If you're a Christian, you know that there are only, so to say, two categories of people: believers and unbelievers. Believers, when they die, go to be with the Lord, as we explained in the verses that we read previously. So when you know that a brother or a sister in Christ died, you should not lament because you know that this Christian is with the Lord right now. You know that in Christ Jesus, he gave us victory over death. So you know at that moment that this person is with the Lord. If you have a reason whatsoever even to believe that this person, that his or her death was precipitated because we know that the word of God says that the devil comes only to kill, to steal, and destroy. If, for example, you have a reason to believe that this person's death was precipitated, for example, the person died of sickness and disease, or for example, the person died of an accident or something like that, you can definitely lay hands on the person. Jesus says, said that those who believe in him shall resurrect the dead, and he showed clearly how he resurrected the dead. He was not disturbed by doing it, he was not challenged by doing it, he did it knowing that the person to him, a dead person was just a person who was asleep, he would say, wake up, or he could... Anyway, he had he had the power, he still has it now, and he has put it in us, and here on earth we are supposed to do his works. So if for whatever reason you think that this person died too early, or if the person died of sickness and disease, or an accident, or like you clearly see that this is the work of the devil, you lay hands on the person and you command the person to come back to life. Because basically, um, Jesus did it and he said we were going to do it. And he showed us that he did it and he wants us to do the same. That's why a Christian should not mourn, so to say. And I even know testimonies even of people, uh, recent testimonies even. Like there's this story of a medical doctor who whom God used to raise a dead person. And this person was not even a Christian. So the person died and the medical doctor was like, there was no other, there was no further hope. But he was a Christian and he really felt the Holy Spirit tell him to lay hands and to command the person to come back to life. And at that moment, if I remember the story correctly, he said a short prayer and he said something like, Lord, if this person has not yet believed in you, and if this person is going to hell if right now, 
I, 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 I don't remember exactly the words he said, but I believe it was something like, I command you to come back to life in the name of Jesus. And he laid hands and the person came back to life. And after discussing with this person, the person told him that he was in hell. And he explained, the person didn't know that it was hell, but he explained to him that it was hell. You know, he just knew that it was a, he knew that it was a place of suffering and, and pain and a lot of heat. And, you know, he, the doctor explained to him that he was actually in hell. He explained to him how to be saved. He brought him to Christ. He told him how to be saved. And the man surrendered his life to Jesus. So you see this is another example. This is somebody if whom, if no one had commanded him to come back to life, he would have gone to hell and stayed there for eternity. But because there was a Christian there who was believing, he laid hands, he commanded him to come back to life. And he came back to life and he believed in Jesus. And now if he dies, he's going to go to heaven. And if he dies as a Christian, you should not cry about it you should not lament about it you should not mourn about it but instead you should rejoice because he's going to be with the lord if you really believe what the bible says about this then you would not even want people if you're a christian you would not want people to cry when you're dead because they should be throwing a party you're with jesus now it's cool unless they have a reason to believe that the devil attacked and stole your life and in that case they should not cry but they should command you to come back to life that's what we should do as christians that's what jesus did that's what the disciples were shown to do that's what they did you see it even in acts of the apostles where someone fell asleep from a very very tall building when they were preaching and then he fell asleep and he fell from the window of the building and he died and they just came to wake him up and they brought him back to life so you see this is supposed to be the norm for us christians so we should not be mourning when somebody dies you understand what you mean but someone who have a reason to mourn if somebody like to feel sad at least if they knew that this person died and is in hell but even though if you are a christian you should not be mourning you should come and command the person to come back to life so that you preach the gospel to them it will be another chance for them to know about jesus and to turn their lives to him so we've talked about how and why the world mourns. We've talked about why Christians shouldn't mourn like the world. And I will add to it an example, like a story shared here in the Smith Wigglesworth devotional by Smith Wigglesworth himself. So he says that, he said here that his wife always liked to say that, when she, because he, he was a preacher and his wife also was a preacher. So his wife liked to say that when she's preaching, she feels so near to heaven that someday she's just going to be off. And actually it happened one night, she was preaching, and as soon as she finished preaching, she went to heaven, you know, and he was elsewhere. So when he came back, they just told him that his wife had died at church, like after preaching. And then he went to see the body. And do you know what he did? He commanded her to come back to life. He, he, he commanded death to give her up, and she was resurrected at that moment. So you see what we're talking about? You should not mourn when somebody is dead. We, we as Christians should see death as Jesus saw it. The person is asleep and anytime I want, I can wake this person up in the name of Jesus. You see what I mean? The power of the Holy Spirit can do that if we have faith. Because he said, whatever, um, he said that whatsoever we, we, we say, believing that it comes to pass, it will come to pass. You understand what I mean? So, so Jesus... Um, raised the dead he called us to raise the dead and smith Sword raised the dead and not only this case there are many other stories there's another one that i read recently where the man was dead and he threw him off the wall 
He threw him to the wall like first time, telling him wake up in the name of Jesus. He did not wake up. Second, third, I think it's the third time that the man woke up and like he was pushing life into him and pushing him to the wall, like to the wall, like for real. And then he woke up, he coughed and he was alive. And so he, it was his habit. Raising the dead was a habit for him, okay? And it should become a habit for all believers because Jesus said that believers, aka us, shall lay hands on the sick, shall speak with new tongues, shall cast out devils, shall raise the dead. This is supposed to be the norm for you, for me, for all of us. I've not yet had the opportunity to raise the dead, but I trust God that it's going to happen. And yeah, so he raised his wife. So he commanded death to give her up. And then she woke up at that moment. And then he says that God had to tell him, she is mine, her work is done. So when God told him, he understood that God meant what he said, that it's okay, it's time for her to leave. So he knew at that moment that it's not the devil who precipitated the death of his wife. He knew that his wife really has to go to heaven, it's time. So he let her go. But do you notice the power in this? Even though God had chosen for her to go back to him, God still let him command her to come back to life. You see what I mean? To tell him personally, I'm taking her, okay? So he said, he says here, yeah, he says yeah, that he did not mourn at all. He he just covered her up. Um, he knew that it was the will of God that she would go back. And it was a moment of rejoicing because he knew that his wife was with the Lord. He called his children into the room to see his wife, to see their mother. And since he had instructed his children, he told, he taught them in the way of the Lord. He asked them, is your mother here? Is she here? And they said, no, Father. So they clearly understood that this, that was just the physical body. And we've already explained that your physical body that you have right now is not even going to enter heaven. It's only your spirit and your soul. You have a new body, a new body, a spiritual, a, a new body, a spiritual body when the time comes, you know, a recreated new, completely new, brand new body, but not this one that you had. This one is your your temporary body is really a temporary home. You're going to have a new body afterwards. So this is just the body. They knew that she was not there anymore. Her spirit, her soul was not, were not there anymore. She was gone with the Lord. So there was no reason to feel sad at all. But it was a moment of great rejoicing. So this is like a daily life example. Now, we are going to talk about the last thing we want to talk about today. How and why a Christian should mourn. So... Basically, the whole point of the first two things that we explained is Smith Wigglesworth wants to share with us here that the verse, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted, is not talking about mourning when it comes to the dead, okay? Like crying because a dead person is dead, you know? He's not talking about that. The verse where Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn, that's not the point. And he brings us to... He brings us to this place in the Bible, in Luke chapter 19, verse 41, where Jesus drew near the city of Jerusalem and he wept over it. So he's telling us here that like the mourning or the weeping that a Christian should have is definitely not about self-pity. It's definitely not about, about desperation, but it's instead like a groaning is instead a mourning that is saying that I want to be changed, things to be changed. I want things to change. So 
God will bring you, what he wrote here in the devotional is, God will bring you to a place where things must be changed and there is a mourning and unutterable groaning until God comes. Jesus mourned over Jerusalem. He saw the conditions, he saw the unbelief, he saw the end of those who closed their eyes to the gospel. But God gave a promise that he would see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. And he would see his seed. And we see that what happened on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem was a promise of what would be the results of his travel to be multiplied a billionfold all down the ages in all the world. So this was a town that was going to like reject him. A town that was going to request for him to be crucified. A town that was going to reject their savior. But as Jesus wept over the town, he also knew that he was going there to bring a change. He was going there to transform our whole lives, not only the lives of the people of Jerusalem. He was going to sacrifice his life and through the sacrifice and through his death and through his resurrection, it's like the devil killed one Jesus and now Jesus multiplied himself into many other Jesus because he put his Holy Spirit in us and he lives in us. If you're a Christian, Jesus lives in you. So basically the plan of God was that we be that Jesus was the first fruit and that all of us would be in his image. You can read it, it's in the Bible. So basically, imagine what Jesus would do in his daily life. Walk around, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devil, clean slippers. That's how God planned for all of us to be doing it. Imagine as you go, like throughout your day, healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils. Imagine if all Christians were doing that. You really see that this is the plan, like... The devil tried, he killed, thought that he killed one Jesus and now he sees Jesus everywhere because he sees the kingdom of heaven everywhere. You understand? That's kind of it. So just to say that when a Christian cries, it should not be crying like self-pity or being desperate or being like you've given up. Or no, it should be more in the sense of there's a groaning taking place inside of you, a mourning taking place inside of you with the aim of changing things. Like the purpose in all this is for things to be changed. If that's where you get the motivation to start praying with fire, if you're crying while praying, it should be crying, not saying, God, why me? But instead saying, in the name of Jesus, I command the situation to change. I command this, I command that. You see, your crying should bring a change. That's kind of what the idea that is being shared here in the Smith Figures World Devotional. So I will end with a quote for today. Faith removes all tears of self-pity. Faith removes all tears of self-pity. I will say the third time because this one is definitely for me. Faith removes all tears of self-pity. Let us pray. Father Lord God Almighty, thank you for your word. Thank you for revealing to us that we do not have to cry over dead people who are dead in the Lord, who died in the Lord, those who are with Him at the moment. Thank you for revealing to us today that if we have any reason to believe that someone's death was precipitated or caused by the devil, we are free in Christ Jesus and even commanded to lay hands, to command the person to come back to life, to raise the dead. and. We pray, we decide to believe your word so that if the opportunity comes that we're not gonna that we're not gonna cry but instead raise the dead because this is what you called us to do. We thank you for letting us know that also that you can raise even 
people from the dead that you can use as even to raise people from the dead people who did not believe in Jesus so that this time they have like a second chance and an opportunity to believe in Jesus and to be saved and Lord we thank you for showing to us that a Christian should not be in self-pity but that even if we cry we should be in the mindset of changing the situation changing things all for the glory and the honor of your name thank you Lord in Jesus Christ's name amen so thank you so much for joining us today and for listening from start to finish. Thank you for listening from the beginning to the end of this podcast episode. We, You know, we have one new podcast episode every single day by the grace of the Lord. So make sure to subscribe and tune in tomorrow by God's grace to listen to the next podcast episode. If you have prayer requests or questions or anything you need to discuss concerning the Bible, or this podcast episode, or any other podcast episode, or the Smith Figures World Devotional in general, or the Bible in general, or any sin uh, which you are addicted to for which you need deliverance, or healing if you need prayer for sickness and disease, if you need healing, even in terms of your finances, if you need prayer, you can always contact me on Instagram, Dr. Victoria Eok. You can contact me on Instagram with your prayer requests, with your questions, with your, like, anything that you need, which is concerning the Bible, by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, we're going to solve it. So, I'm expecting to hear from you soon. And God bless you. Bye-bye.